Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about a variety of topics. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. Let's talk about film photography. The only real way to take photos, you know? <laughs> All that other camera stuff, throw it out. Film photography, everyone knows, especially if you're a 90s baby. That's how you were captured back in the day, most likely. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Just us growing up with our families mostly having... At least for the early years, you know, those physical photo albums with the little 4 by 6 prints and stuff, at least for mine. Was that the case for you also? Yeah, that was pretty much the case. I mean, honestly, I don't know what they were actually using. It had to be that or disposable. But yeah, it's the 4 by 6 prints, albums, plastic sheets, you yeah. know what I mean, binders. There's always one or two photos just like in the back page, They're not <laughs> even on the slot. Yeah. Or that page that's falling apart, the photos like hanging off, corners are bent and shit. I think that was also part of the inspiration for me to get into film photography too, of just the feeling of those photos and the vibe that they captured and all that. But just to kind of back out a little bit further, we've both been into photography for a while now. I mean slowly started for me teenage years like 13 14 15 getting more and more into it and then we even became friends like through photography partially like we were familiar with each other because of basketball and other stuff with high school even though we were in different grades but photography was like how we connected and at the time we were shooting on dslrs but i say that just as context and background for people and then getting into film photography like I kind of went from the little digital point and shoots to the DSLRs to the iPhone becoming more and more powerful using that more often and then in college I also went to a school that luckily still had a dark room so I got to experience that and stuff too and even testing out like big-ass large-format cameras that you could run out and lug around and stuff. So I feel like that was kind of my first taste into it. But then I would see, like, other types of film photography and got more interested in the kind of point-and-shoot style and started messing with disposables more, like, towards the end of college and then just continued to get more into it, tried out different cameras, leveled up to different ones and just kind of haven't stopped since and not that I'm shooting it for everything but just for certain types of shots and then usually just iPhone with whatever else which is at a DSLR level now so kind of have both sides covered oh yeah I mean real quick good way to start off a friendship built by a uh, photography so <laughs> photos last forever or something like that i mean I don't know. <laughs> but yeah we used to shoot mostly dslr like you said my introduction to photography was probably the same point and shoots growing up you know the family the yo you got that 4.0 megapixels <laughs> with the four gigabyte memory card that's crazy bro you mm. could have endless photos um you got a 16 oh you splurge damn bro y'all rich y'all do a different but yeah, like that. Uh, I used to shoot all the time just for fun with the cousins. I remember even having like little photo shoots. They were silly as shit. Don't have the photos. And I'm glad I don't have those because I'm <laughs> sure they're awful. Not necessarily on like 
how they look, but more like the shit we were doing. It was literally like we'd go outside and like play catch, baseball, football, or basketball, and we try to have like a sports photo shoot, like right, some like, shit, like Air trying to be sports illustrated. Yeah, like stuff like that. And I was like, again, I really don't even remember what these photos would look like or if we have them. I'm sure my dad probably has that shit on a hard drive somewhere, but I do remember the moments. They were fun though. And yeah, after that, right after I graduated high school, one of my wishes, one of the things I wanted as a gift was like a DSLR. And that was kind of like my graduation gift. It was like a Nikon. What's that shit I had? I don't even remember. D500? Something like that. But one of their lower entry level DSLRs. Which also, real quick, just for people who don't know what a DSR is, it's basically if you see those kind of bulkier cameras with the lenses that can detach and stuff like that, that's basically what you think of. Yeah, it's like what a professional paparazzi would have or like the sports games that you see the guys Mm -hmm. with the big lens. Obviously, those are like higher tiers, more expensive. They're probably bigger, but essentially the same camera. Again, I was having like the entry level one, which is the cheaper one. And that's how I got started. That's probably where around the time we were like, yo, let's link, let's shoot, whatever. And became cool. And yeah, from there on, started like exploring my first personal film camera was technically like a Polaroid, probably. Mm-hmm. My dad had this huge Polaroid. I still have it. I don't think I have it with me. I think it's back home with him in New Jersey. It's like this really big one. I don't know if you remember it. Like it pops up and it's one of the big square ones, not like the newer Instax minis or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. It doesn't even have a battery or anything. It's like one of those self-sufficient ones or self-running ones. I don't even know how they work really, but paid i don't even know how much for the fucking eight polaroid shots oh yeah i remember even at the time it was just so expensive for all yeah bro it was like 25 or 30 bucks for eight shots i was like bro like (laughs) this i this is i cannot maintain this but i got it and once i saw it like i took two or three pics with that i was like fuck this shit is different like the feel is different i think i didn't really get one until much later i do remember linking up or you know working on shit like a couple little videos we shot a couple films eldred and shit going up there and we having like uh disposables and using those and obviously once you develop them shits and they come out it's just different like the feel is completely different than what an iphone would give you a dslr would give you it's almost like if they're edited already even though you can make them look better and yeah after that i got a, a few other film ones throughout like i have three other ones but i was kind of late into the game with film i guess i should say me personally disposables also there are some cons like one if it's not a reusable one then it's kind of wasteful in terms of it just going away and i do think they are a good like test trial thing if you want to just kind of dip your foot in the water so to speak but if you're at all serious about doing it more consistently i think it's better to have an actual camera even just for the quality alone because especially in low light the disposables are not always as good but definitely still fun. You also just reminded me when you were talking about that stuff that I did have some disposables when I was younger during camp. Like I remember we took a trip to Baltimore and the hood. Whoa. (laughs) And went to like an Orioles game and stuff. And I still have like some of the disposable photos from that trip, like the prints and stuff. So that was like almost like an early foundation for that, but I kind of didn't come back to it till later. And 
as far as you saying, you know, you being late to it, I mean, I think you're still kind of early on in the sense that in the past maybe two or three years, I feel like it's gone to a new height in terms of the hype and stuff. The price of actual film stock going way up too and being more limited and also ones being discontinued even though the popularity is higher than ever. Like my favorite one, which is Fuji Superior 400, like they discontinued it a couple years ago, but there's still such a high demand for it. So prices are just higher and harder to find and all this stuff. So it's kind of annoying, like not in terms of, I don't mind that more people are getting into it. Like obviously I like film photography, so why not have other people enjoy that? And like, I'm sure there's other logistics involved with it in terms of the labs and whatever, but it feels like they're not meeting the demand that's there right now. But that's a whole other thing too. Yeah, I mean, it's tricky because in a similar note, not long ago, we recorded an episode with CDs and vinyls and vinyls having a comeback or whatever. Right. And that's one of those where I would probably have never guessed that vinyls were doing a comeback. If you asked me this, I don't know, 15 years ago or something. However, film in a weird way makes more sense than vinyls, at mm-hmm. least to me. It's more usable. I mean, there's a bunch of purposes why you would want to shoot film instead of, you know, digital. Literally, like endless feel, actual quality, all that stuff. Like you said, our company's not capitalizing on this. It's it's there. Like, take my money, like make this happen. And I don't know if it's just like they feel like it's a trend. If I mean it must be expensive to make all that stuff, but yeah, photography's not gonna die. Sure, iPhones and stuff, like it's making it easy for people to not have to use these type of cameras, but people want to use film and yeah, that's kinda weird. It's easily one of the big cons of the episode and it's kinda like the how scarce the this film is everywhere. Yeah, and that's on top of already the existing con of the cost of film because digital, you buy a digital camera, maybe you spend a little bit here and there to, you know, get some minor accessories and stuff or new lenses, whatever. But with film, you're already paying every time for the rows themselves to shoot. You're paying to get them developed and scanned unless you're doing that yourself, which is a whole other thing. So it's, it's definitely not cheap to do. And that can have its pros too. Like film forces you to be more selective about what you shoot, which some people embrace that challenge. And I would say I'm one of them. Like, I like that it makes me more selective, which I'm also like at this point of taking photos, I kind of know what I want to shoot anyway. So I'm not taking just endless tons of photos regardless. But yeah, having the prices just double, triple for some of these film stocks is crazy. And even the cameras themselves have gone up wild in price like there was one i bought that i had before that at the time i paid like 300 354 now it's like seven eight hundred maybe more there's no way like it's just insane and sometimes that's also amplified by celebrities you know posting pictures with them shooting with the camera like kendall jenner or whoever you know there have been a ton of examples of that and then it drives up the price even more damn that's wild I mean, I guess it's one of those things that shouldn't depreciate too much as long as it's working, obviously, because they haven't been making them for I don't know how long, but surprising because it's almost like other people's trash, you know, it's like shit you think you'd find at a yard sale, but might be gold. 
That is a thing, though. Like, some people come up on film cameras at, like, you know, a thrift store or something like that for crazy cheap price because people don't even realize they have that value. And that's also another interesting thing. Like, a lot of these cameras were built in, like, the 90s or something, and they still, for the most part, hold up well. Like, I have had some issues where certain cameras over time, like, for example, a flash burned out on one or whatever, and sometimes the repairs can be costly because... The parts can be limited, and there's also limited places who do that kind of repair, so it can get pricey. But for the most part, I would say film cameras hold up pretty well overall, given the amount of time that there's been. Another thing I was going to ask you is, with how far we've come with technology, are you surprised that we still haven't figured out yet how to replicate the feeling of film and digital? Because, <laughs> yeah, sometimes people can do certain Photoshop edits that make it look close, but especially over a body of photos, like you're not going to get the same feel as you would with a film camera. Yeah, I mean, it is a little surprising. It is true that like there's ways around it. It's just one, it's one of those like, you're trying to be authentic, you're trying to be legit. <laughs> Throwing a little filter on it, it's not the same. Yeah. And I'm guilty of it. For example, like I run this golf page where i mean i like to golf yo i'm about to plug it i didn't even do this on <laughs> purpose ahead. but like snowman golf or whatever no vowels i like post photos and i like to throw this quote-unquote filter it's not really a filter like i edit it this way but you get the point it's the same thing it's like a filter no yeah and it has like grain and stuff on it the little grain and almost like the color or the tones of like what film would kind of be like in that situation I don't want to just throw a regular photo. Like, I want it no, to yeah. have some feel. And it looks good. In a weird way, I like it. I usually don't. I'm not the biggest fan of, like, when people throw just grain and edit that way. But for this, it worked, and I'll probably keep doing it. But it's just, it's one of those where even I, I'm doing it, and I'm like, damn, it's just, it's not the same. <laughs> and maybe there is a reason. Again, it, it just seems like companies have given up on creating this type of feel for photography and obviously the technology has gotten better for higher quality the macro stuff but not exactly when it comes to feel and tones and, and stuff like that like film you would get and maybe there's an easier answer maybe it's something like that only happens because of the film like the actual printing of it or the scanning of it don't know but it does suck that there's nothing that we can use to replicate this from jump, like you said, other than shooting film itself. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's scientific stuff in terms of how it's done when you shoot and develop and etc. that might never be able to be matched in a digital way. But it just seems crazy that with how far we are in technology, like no one's cracked this case yet or really even come that close to it that I've seen. Yeah, not at all. So another aspect that could either go pro or con, depending how you feel, is the fact that it's not instant unless it's like a Polaroid, which is a type of film camera. But otherwise, it's not instant. You have to wait for it to get developed. Obviously, you can choose how long to wait. I usually go a bit because like the place I go to has a discount on stuff and et cetera. And I have recently started to split that up with people where like each drop off half and then still get the discount and stuff. But I guess where are you at in terms of that idea of having to wait to see the shots and et cetera? I think it's 
in a weird way, not that bad in terms of the actual photography. It makes you think more, makes you compose better, makes you, it's a challenge. You kind of said it earlier, like there's a challenge to shooting the film and that's cool. Makes for better decisions, not just freaking shoot and run or take 4,000 photos and choose one good one later. However, it is, I'll give it a slight con. Like I'll be on the con side about it if I'm being honest. And again, not because of the photography, it's more like, it's also not easy to develop them. Other than having to wait for them, developing them is a struggle. It's expensive. I have rolls of film that I need to develop <laughs> that I've had for, when did we move? <laughs> no lie. Like I have them and I, right when we started recording this, I started thinking, fuck, like I still haven't developed these and... I truly hope that there's no damage or that obviously yeah. the image is like lost or whatever. I don't think so. It can mess with the colors or something like that I've read, but as long as it's not in heat or, you know, whatever. But I keep them at a good place. They should be fine. However, it is a struggle. It is expensive. And it's also like you get rolls and then you're like, all right, after this one. And then you throw another roll in and you're like, all right, after this one, you know, like I'll do it. But just put it this way, if you're a procrastinator, if you're lazy, it's tough being a film photographer, yeah, like, you gotta be on it if you're a film photographer, so I'm gonna have to go on the con side just in terms of, like, the developing of it, including how much it costs. Yeah, the price is definitely a con. In terms of the time it takes to see them or get them developed, I do think it's partially, like, up to you. Like, I know some people who do it right away after they finish a role. I've, like I said, typically held on to them and waited more, which I think has its pros and cons too. Like, it is cool sometimes after so long to see that shot that you forgot about and be like, oh, I remember that, or just brings back memories of certain things. And sometimes extra time can enhance those and make it feel even more special or memorable to have. But also sometimes it can feel so far apart where like, damn, I wish I had this shot sooner because would have been nice to have or whatever and I definitely don't mind like not seeing them right away because I do think there is like you said like it makes you think and as I was bringing up earlier makes you more limited in how much you shoot even but also another thing that ties into this is the fact that film can be so hit or miss like sometimes you have a shot and you're like yes this came out perfect or even better than I expected but then you could just as easily be like, damn, this is so out of focus, not what I wanted, can't get it back. So film can really be make or break sometimes a lot more than digital. Yeah, I mean, I forgot to add that aspect of it because it is true. I feel like most of the time, at least in my case, it looks almost better than what I think it would look. Again, because of this, just how it looks, the feel, the colors, like this is different. But I've had that problem too. Where you're like, bruh, this shot was fucking money. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Boom. That's just nowhere near in focus. Like, what were you focusing on? <laughs> the future, like, wasn't even there. And that's happened to me because the Minolta camera I have is fully manual. You have to manually, like, focus on that. There's no autofocus. There's none of that. It's literally you and your terrible eyes. I have kind of bad eyes. So <laughs> it's not the best, not the best mix to shoot when you have not so good vision and yeah it's happened to me before where i'm excited to see a shot and you get that and you're just not focused and 
you can't just post that i mean you have it and the colors might look good and stuff but when it's not in focus it's just ugh. and yeah that hurts when obviously if you're digital you can see if you focus or not retake it blah 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 but part of the challenges it's part of the l's but focus is a big issue to me it hurts more when it's a digital one that's supposed to be I wouldn't say good at autofocusing, but it shouldn't be as big a problem. And that shit doesn't focus. It's like, bro, like, you let me down. No, yeah, for sure. And on some of the point and shoots, especially you don't have that control for manual focus. And sometimes they have these weird things like, oh, half press with the thing you want to focus in the center. And it's like, you don't really remember that. You're trying to capture something fast in the moment and et cetera. So it can be difficult in that way too. And definitely have had plenty of disappointing film shots even though there is still something about like an out of focus film one that can be nice sometimes but obviously you mostly want them (laughs) in focus and especially when it's one you really wanted it's like fuck but i would say overall it's still like worth it in that way like the ones you do get out of the 36 or whatever still can be good and i guess also we should say that for people who aren't aware of how it's still working now like basically you either bring them in or mail them in to a place that develops and then you can either get prints which most people don't do at this point or what i always do just get the digital files and then you know if you want to get prints later you could pick out which ones but otherwise just have them digitally and you want those anyway whether it's just to have or to post or to do whatever so that's kind of the process But you have to be careful also about where you go because certain places do like super low res crappy files and even have different processing in terms of the colors or all that stuff. So if you're at least serious about it, you want to have somewhere you trust that you can rely on to do good stuff, even if maybe you pay a little bit more for it. And I always also keep the negatives so that at any point in the future, if you lose your digital files or whatnot, you still have those. You could just get them rescanned or whatever. So I think that's also important for your archive if you're shooting consistently. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, even just finding spots like this is a challenge. Luckily for you, you're like in the city. It's there. For some people, I'm pretty sure there's no access to it, yeah. depending where you are, which sucks. But just to keep, I guess, on the slightly bad side of film photography anywhere near a dark room dark area nighttime awful major con it's a struggle Mm. it can create for some cool images obviously if you have a flash available if there's enough light it is a struggle it won't focus again these are things that a lot of cameras struggle with not just film but with film it has to be the one that struggles the most i mean also certain cameras have where you can adjust the iso and stuff but Yeah, in general, for sure, it's a struggle to focus or get great shots in low light unless there's other filler light, like at a concert or something, or like you said, if you're using flash and whatnot. And even then, you still need some light to get the focus to come in with the flash, too. And also with flash, when I kind of started this journey back into film photography, like that was something I was really interested in because to me, the flash on like these old school point and shoot film cameras is a lot more natural and less harsh than digital ones. I feel like with digital, it can often like blow it out too much or just be a little too harsh or extra film, I think is more balanced in that way. And I've kind of 
gone now to a mix where sometimes I'm just using natural light, but I still do enjoy flash with film stuff specifically. And I do think it's better than digital flashes when you're just comparing like overall across the board for each. And as far as usage and stuff in general, like I mentioned earlier, at this point, my iPhone is kind of my quick moment, like take a shot of something more to document or to just have a quick shot to share or to do whatever, or sometimes even just to capture with the digital high quality that iPhones now have, which again, rival or even better than DSLRs back in the day, at least the entry level ones. But for film, it's hard to specify exactly what catches my eye for a film shot, but it's a little bit more portraits of people or certain memories that I want to document in that way. Or sometimes it's just the photo itself that I can picture in my head when I see it as a film photo that I want to have captured in that way. I don't shoot film that often. I would like to. There's many instances where I was like, fuck, like I really wish I was ready with a film camera right here because this would look better or this is how I see it. And especially us like being into photography or being photographers, whatever, we almost have like the eye to take the photo that we see at the end. This moment, this portrait or the colors, whatever it is, a random example, like if you see this certain car, like an old school car with a palm tree and like this. 70s California house in the back bro like screams film and you want to capture that and you actually have the photos like that maybe that's why I said that because I mean if anyone doesn't know you shoot a bunch of film check it out that's just dope yeah there's just certain moments certain things that you're just like this calls for a film shot it almost captures the beauty better like higher definition doesn't that's almost like not even what you want in certain points and on top of that yeah I guess portraits almost like there's this weird different beauty or almost like a time capsule of a moment by shooting camera instead of like digital it's weird it's like a an effect there should be like a academic journal somewhere out there that talks (laughs) about like the difference between shooting film and like digital and like how it makes us feel but yeah it's all about like how it would feel yeah for sure and we're doing it because we like the look and have that nostalgic feeling and just like the feel it gives but even in general if someone's let's say trying to make their photos stand out or be different a lot of the digital stuff can look the same or whatnot and you could argue the same for film in a way but if let's say you're comparing to the rest of instagram which is very iphone heavy typically and stuff at the very least very digitally heavy the film shots are going to stand out in a different way and even Not that I do it for that reason, but like all my Instagram feed posts at this point are pretty much film, more so because I just like the consistency of having them be that way and it following a similar look for the photos, but yeah. There is this cool consistency when you shoot film and it feels like all images belong together, even if they're in different places, they're different Mm -hmm. people. That's not something you see often again, like digitally. A lot of cameras do like this self-adjusting to colors and temperatures and highlights and blah, blah, blah. And that happens to me all the time. Again, if you shoot iPhone, you could take two photos of the same thing. And if you like focus on different things, you'll grab different colors and focus on different things. There's like this uniformity with film. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
And yeah, we've talked about disposables, talked about point and shoots, talked a little bit about Polaroids, which obviously the biggest con is that they're expensive, but they can be cool too. And even like the San Diego Padres this year are doing a thing where after every home run, they take a Polaroid of the person who hit it in the dugout. And I like that idea and things like that. I think Polaroids have a more kind of fun and shareable thing in that way. And again, they are instant too. Besides those, we're not going to get into them too much, but there are like SOR versions of film cameras as well. There's range finders, there's large format, which I mentioned before, and you also have medium format as well. Haven't really gone into those a ton, and I don't think we really need to touch on it too much, but one other thing you can switch up is the type of film. You know, you got Fuji, Kodak, Portra, etc. A lot of people love Portra 400, even though that also the price has skyrocketed. But then you even have color film versus black and white film. I know some people like black and white. To me, I'd always rather have the color and have the option to go black and white, but some people just prefer to do it automatically too. So those are just some like other types of things connected to it. I mean, overall, film photography, obviously you can't beat it. I do principally think it creates better images with everything except maybe the ranges of like exposure, like if you're having too many shadows and lights, but again, that goes into the, the nerdy side of it. It's just something that digital cameras have gotten better with, but even definition, I don't know if you know, technically like film cameras are as good as your scanner. So if you have a fucking super scanner, you can make a 8K film shot with the film you have. So yeah, I, I think it's the better part of photography. It just sucks that it's super fucking expensive. We talked about that. It has a lot of cons. It almost has more cons than pros. <laughs> just not convenient, not accessible, almost even a dying thing, even though we're trying to bring it back, but companies aren't working with us. And I'll still have to go with a very light pro just because it creates for such beautiful photos. Yeah, like it shouldn't still be a thing in the way that it is from cost to not being instant to it constantly fucking up the focus to you know even just all the other stuff in terms of how limited film stocks can be now and prices of that and the cameras going up and etc like there's a lot to con here but I also don't have any plans to stop shooting it you know what I mean and part of it being limited is that since we have our iPhones to take the other shots and stuff, like we don't have to rely on it as our only camera, so we can be selective with when we use it. It's definitely a risk every time. It's definitely a gamble. It's definitely going to cost you no matter what, and it's not easy. But at the end of the day, even if you have a roll of 36 and you're not happy with a bunch of them, when you find the ones that you are happy with, it really makes it worth it. And after these years of continuing to shoot it consistently, like I don't have regrets. And if anything, it just made me even more sure that I want to keep shooting that way and documenting certain memories in that way. And if anything, I feel like I've maybe slowed down a bit lately. So I want to pick it up more again. But yeah, I would agree that it's hard to pro film photography too much, but I'd probably stick with like a 
Light Pro. Just because even though there are all the cons, it's still worth it for me. But yeah, that wraps up this episode of Pros and Cons. I'm Jack. You could find me at Jack Boom Summer, Summer with an O, on everything. And got the film shots on Insta. And I'm Kev. You can find me at same old Kev pretty much everywhere. And also, Snowman Golf. Again, no vowels if you want to see these shots we talked about. Fuji, bring back Superior 400. Make the prices normal again. Less Polaroids at Urban Outfitters. More film. (laughs) 